Welcome back to the Mailin Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the Lodge in Austin, Texas. What's so funny, dude? Why are you laughing? I'm just happy, dog. Oh, okay. Joining me is my co-host, Sally DeFreeze. What's up, Sal? Are the mics actually on? Oh, that's funny. I'm, I'm just yes, making the mics sure. Are on. Okay. The mics are on. Mic check. Yeah, I see the little bars going up. We're good. Okay. How you doing, Sally? You know, allergies. <laughs> I, I hear that. <laughs> Truth. I mean, it's a... Tis the, tis the season, as they say. You would think at October 22nd, like, it would be chilly. It's hot. It's downright. Hot. But uh, cool weather is on the way. I don't know if you checked yeah, the Yeah, next week. Yeah, it's going to be nice. And, really? and on it's gonna be, Saturday is high as 67. It's going to be very crispy. Can't just, wait. just, like, I don't want to complain. I get it. We live in Austin. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, it's really annoying to, like, have one really good fall day three weeks ago and then, like, mm. Just Bust out teaser. with a single sweater, and then now it's still in the 90s. Yeah. It just chaps my ass every time. I hear that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next week when it's cooler, I'll feel better. Yeah. I mean, I know I will. Yeah. Cool weather always puts me in a better mood. I don't, know why I, cho- I don't know why I chose to live my entire life in Texas, but yeah. here I am. Uh, will, how are we doing? I got Will on the board today. Psh. Mr. Cool himself. What up? Dude, stop. Good to be here. My beautiful wife over here, my beautiful <laughs> friend and wow. co-host and business partner over here. Wow. Life couldn't be better. Life couldn't be better. Wow. That, that means a lot that you would say that. Did you take an Adderall before this? I'm just excited to produce okay. a perfect game today. Okay. Did you burn earlier or what? No, I didn't burn. You don't even burn, dude. Dude. It's all right. All right, look, y'all, we have um, we have seven questions today. It's going to be a nice, uh, it's nothing's too heavy again today. I feel good about it. Um, we have a hotline number as well. 888-362-MAIL, that's M-A-I-L, 888-362-6245. You can also write in at the link in our Twitter bio, at Podcast. Unless you guys have something to get off your chest before we dive in, we can just get started. You ready? Yeah, let's go. My chest is empty. Seven questions today, like I said, three of which are voicemails. Will, if you don't mind, reading the first question. Dill, got to know, my man, what is your gas station guilty pleasure? I'm not talking trail mix. I'm talking those glizzies that are on the rollers. Myself? I'm into those shitty taquitos you can get at Seven Eleven. Man, those glizzies on the on the shelf, the little or the little rollers. I mean, uh, they always look good, but I, I just assume they've been there for like five days. You don't want a gas station hot. Yeah, dog. I don't think I've ever had one. I'm not above them. I've done it before, um, like in a pinch. But yeah, it, I didn't feel great about myself afterward. My guilty pleasure at the gas station is a Monster Energy drink. That's, Ew! I, I can't believe you do that. Yeah, they're sugar-free. I get the sugar-free one. I know it's still got a ton of terrible stuff in it, but they're delicious. Do you feel like you're having a heart attack when you're drinking one? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't feel great about. I feel like I'm just poisoning my body. Like imagine there are people who just drink those every day. I know, and that's terrible. It's crazy. It's I terrible. know a person at work who drinks one every, like a, a tall boy. I do. Every one, day. I do one a month. That's I know stressful. someone who had a coworker, and I, I verified this because I actually saw him with like a trash can full of them one time, who drank three a day. Oh, what? that's terrible. Mm-hmm. They're going to go into heart failure. Or mm-hmm. something. Like, that's bad. It's poison. It is what it is. That's but I love them. They they pick me up. Uh, they taste damn good. I don't know that I've ever had a monster. Uh, there's one that's called, like, uh, Sunrise Energy or something, and it has uh-huh. an orangish flavor. It's really good. I Sugar think free. I had too many Red Bulls in college that, like, the taste of energy drink just, like. I like Red Bulls, too, but I, I don't get them for some reason i think because the cans are so small i know you can get a big one but it just feels like a lot yeah that's my guilty pleasure i don't really i don't really mess with the hot dogs or the the tacos or the sometimes they have pizza in those will swears that the valero on south lamar although is it not a valero anymore it's a chevron it doesn't matter chevron now, yeah. whatever giovanni's the pizza in there yes oh it's it's delicious i i You've don't had it uh, it's not like it's not gas station pizza. It's just a pizza joint that's inside a gas station. If that makes sense, it's you, like a like, legit pizza joint. Will swears that it's like Sally, really good pizza. It's, no, it's really really good. Should we get it for dinner tonight? We might be able to get it for dinner tonight. Okay. It's a top. I have no problem saying it's a top ten pizza spot in Austin. Maybe even top seven. I'm at least you're explaining it like this because for so long, I don't know the past five years, Will just told me the Valero has great pizza, and I'm like. See, you, you, you phrased that totally wrong. Like, the Valero doesn't have good pizza. Giovanni's has good pizza that happens to be inside the Valero. It's it's made to order. Like it's not like just sitting there, they're handing out what slices. What is the um 
pizza place that's always in gas stations? Hunt Brothers, Hunt something? No idea. I Somebody's going to, who listens to this is going to know. Remember that time we were in Nashville and there was like a Hunt Brothers pizza uh, conference? We stayed at the Renaissance for my friend Kate's wedding. That sounds familiar, but it's not something that I specifically and I was like, remember now. Some dude was just like chatting us up about pizza in the elevator. I was like, dude, I don't want to hear about your gas station pizza. He's a yeah. big pizza guy. No, the Valero, the Valero, or the old Valero, now Chevron. I mean, it's Giovanni's. I understand the hesitation. I, I actually uh, um, I went on like three dates with this girl, like I don't know, f- three or four years ago, and she lived right across the street over there. Bell, I think it's called those apartments. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, "We're gonna go across the street and get pizza." And I was like, "I was thinking, really like, gross." Where she goes, the Valero inside there. I'm like, "No, nah, let's go get like some real pizza." She just, she said, "Just trust me." And we went, and it was. I don't good. get food from gas stations unless it's like something that's processed in a bag, unless you're at a Texas like giant rest stop gas station, a la Bucky's, Ruska's, or Check Stop, and then it's acceptable to like get kolaches. But those are like that's not really a gas station. We had another question submitted that was about Bucky's. Apparently, there's one opening near this guy on a route that he drives all the time, and he asked us what to get inside Bucky's, And I didn't include it because it's so overwhelming that I don't know what to get in there. Bucky's, it's whatever you, you want, don't you live in have. Texas, is like... It's a super It's like the size station. of a Walmart <laughs> no, it's it, a it gas station. It actually is, yeah. And they have everything. And they have like 70 pumps at the station. There are 5,000 people in there at all times. And they have like their own line of Yeti products that's actually not Yeti, it's their own. They have hundreds of gas pumps. I don't know what number you said, but they have like I think I said 70, which They have is hundreds of gas pumps. It's wild. I would say just any old gas station, probably the grossest thing I get is like a Slurpee. Oh, it's been a minute since I've had and a Slurpee. And I'm talking half Coke, half cherry, obviously. Yeah, it's a good combo. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you go on the day they get, uh, maybe it's on, on July. On 7 Yeah, July 11th. I haven't done that. The free, in free like Slurpee probably day you can bring in whatever. Years. Whichever container you want, and you can fill it up. The we had a Seven Eleven. Yeah, I really want to do it. It's kind of amazing I've never done this because I do love a good. We had a Seven Eleven that was like a block away in college that we would walk past on the way home from class and stuff, and we I got Slurpees there a lot. Yeah, but I I had a guy friend. I'm gonna call him out, Sam, who like used to eat the food there, Glizzies, mm-hmm. tacos, pizza. <laughs> Glizzies. <laughs> like we just call them hot dogs glizzies. Yeah, hot dogs. No, hot dogs no longer exist. They are solely glizzies now. Who started this? I don't know. Where did it come from? It I doesn't make any sense. I can't even look it up. <laughs> what do you get at gas stations? It's gross. I, I don't think I have any guilty pleasures. Like Sally said, if we are going to Dallas, I will buy kolaches, no questions asked. Let's go. I, if we're going to Houston, I don't have the need to get kolaches from Ruska's as much because they're not as good. Harry goes full burger at Ruska's. It's good. It's worth it. I've never eaten there, but actually. I really, pretty good. I really don't enjoy eating like something heavy or drinking something weird. The one, the two things that I do get, and I know he said don't talk about trail mix, is trail mix is one. And then the second thing that I will do is beef jerky. Uh-huh. And so if I see a gas station in Michigan, they have beef jerky outlets where they just have a bunch of different jerky. And I will just stop at the jerky outlet. But in Texas, you can pretty much go to any gas station and they probably have some high-end jerky. Well, there. like especially at the Bucky's check stops ruskas of the world like mm. the specialty ones especially bucky's has good jerky yeah yeah that's good, always a good bet i love a good jerky for the car ride but then i eat too much of it and i always feel like shit after so. yeah makes you feel like you're somewhat being healthier because you didn't like get hot cheetos you know you're just like going straight protein but right you don't feel that much better yeah but the amount of times that i used to arrive in houston to go see you for a weekend and then just like spend the entire friday night burping up jerky yeah it's, it's just not. like this sucks <laughs> I get coffee a lot at gas stations, but there's, there's nothing weird about that. It's, I weirdly it's will fine. buy like the uh, Starbucks espresso double shot things at yeah. gas stations because I, I don't like to pee on road trips. And so because they're like six ounces, it's yeah. much more alluring to me to get something small like that. That's fair. Yeah. Or just a big ass Evian. I don't know. You're an Evian boy. Then, then you're peeing? I know. Then you have to pee. You pee in your empty I'm Evian. I'm a smart water girl. I don't like smart water. I like the tall bottles. I like Evian. Evian? Yeah. You're not a Fiji Let's get boy? Evian one. I mean, I like Fiji as well. I like it but more Fiji's, in smart water. Fiji's don't fit in your cup holder. Yeah. That's going to be annoying. It is the, the sexiest of the water bottles, though. Fiji? Yeah, it just looks dope. Well, and ever since Voss went to plastic instead of glass, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Voss was <laughs> arguably the dopest, and then they yeah. then they went to plastic. Huge letdown there. Man. Wow. wow. 
What? You hungry? I, I'm going to look up the menu for Giovanni's while y'all do this ad read. So. Check it out. Give it, g- give it a chance. This is an ad read I'm pretty excited about. Are you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how much I like socks. Let's talk feet. Well, You're you the are one. Yeah, I kind of am one. That's true. Uh, I mean, wh- you and I, we do a lot of things that require socks, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Just living our lives, but, you know, golfing, maybe. Some, some would say some I, wear so- I wear socks every day, mm-hmm. actually. In this holiday season, if you're shopping for somebody, like another golf-themed novelty item won't cut it this holiday. Get the golfer in your life something that will make a difference that they can see in their game and feel on their feet. So- Giving socks as a gift is no joke, Dylan. And features has engineered a sock specifically tailored for the links. Yes. Um, I also have some that I wear at the gym pretty frequently. And oh, yeah. So they're gray. They're gray crew. And they have a blue and a red stripe on mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Ever since I started wearing them at the gym, I noticed I started scanning the room. There are like three other people at it at the same time that have the same socks on that I do. So the word is getting out about features. I wear a pair of features almost every single day. If I'm doing something active, a pair of features is on my feet. Yeah. I like how they have the tabs on the back of the the low workout socks mm-hmm. that you can just pull them on and pull them right off. Mm-hmm. I like the, the my favorite pair, my all-time favorite pair of socks right now is the socks that you just described. They're cool. The gray with the red and blue stripes are just incredible socks. They're Great. the perfect weight, perfect size. They're just phenomenal. Runners worldwide have already made features their sock of choice. And now you can get the same benefits, especially tailored for the golf course. The Elite Golf Sock keeps feet cool, dry, and blister-free while providing a custom-like fit that won't bunch or slip during your backswing. Features helps you achieve your best every single day and now on the golf course, too. They've got zone-specific compression that gives you targeted support to help keep socks from slipping or bunching at the heel or worse, sliding into your shoe. You don't want that. You know they also have a lifetime guarantee? I do know that, yes. Mm-hmm. They're so durable and long-lasting that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair, no questions asked. That's how you know you're offering a dope product. Dude. Like, we're guaranteed it for life. Uh, yeah. The company was founded in 2002. It's a family-owned business, which they can be proud of. The founder, his name's Hugh, big fan of Hugh. He and his sons, John and Joe, they own and operate the company in North Carolina. Their mission to create products that help you achieve your personal best. Feature Socks will change the way you feel about socks forever, and you can get $10 off your first pair of features when you use code RANDY at features.com. That's F E E T. U-R-E-S dot com. Again, F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S dot com. Promo code Randy for $10 off your first pair of features. You guys want this voicemail? Let's do it. Here we go. What's up, mailing gang? This is your favorite elk plug, Dayton here in Denver, Colorado. Got a little stand mute cancel for you here. Had this discussion with my friends, and uh, we all had different answers. So wanted to get your guys' take. All right, stand mute, cancel, gender reveal, baby shower, and sip and see. All right, I'll hang up and listen. Dude, Love you, bye. Big shouts to Dayton. Is this the guy who gave us elk in, in, um, for Breckenridge? No, the Breckenridge elk came from, I don't know. I can't, I, I was, th- he said it's the our elk plug. and We, unfortunately, I'm not, uh, not unfortunately, fortunately we have several elk plugs at this point. We do. I actually just struck a deal for some elk. Dayton, I'm sorry if I, if I don't remember you specifically giving us elk, but if you did, thank you so much. Major shots. I feel bad now. I, when you I, said Dayton, I got stirred because I thought you were talking about Ohio or something. I didn't realize his name was Dayton. That's what he said. I'm pretty. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Anyway, thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. We, for the elk. For the elk, if that was you. We're getting a shipment in, Sally. You don't even know how to cook it. You getting elk in? Yeah. From who? Fly fishing, Charlie. Yeah, whatever, Charlie. He's hit me with that elk. Anyway, we got a stamy cancel to get to, folks. Gender reveal, baby shower, sip and see. I'll go first. I am canceling all of them. Oh, you can't Ooh, do that. Not allowed. That's not the game. Not allowed. <sighs> I'm going to cancel the baby shower. No one, and I repeat, no one wants to go to a baby shower. <laughs> no one wants to go to a gender reveal. I don't care how cool you are. No one wants to go to a baby shower. They're just not tight. I'll go. Because you would rather go to a gender reveal over a baby shower. Gender reveals can be lit. No, they can be. I mean, lit legitimately, as in like, pun intended, starting forest fires. Okay. But question: How many baby showers include the bright or not the bride to be, the mom to be, opening gifts 
there during the event or do you unfortunately like a pretty high amount that's why they stink that's the issue that's why they stink that's the issue i don't like being at places where people open the presents in front of me and i'm really hoping that Alyssa doesn't listen to this because she asked me for my address yesterday well there's is like less a, than 24 a hours, co-ed one, <laughs> less than 24 hours yeah, ago than 24 no but hours. theirs is a co-ed one and i feel like it's that's more of a party vibe and less of like a i'm gonna open every present in front of you and make everyone yeah, feel awkward it, if it's co-ed, obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't be invited if it wasn't a co-ed, so that only applies to co-ed ones for me being a guy. But um, did you it, have to go to your own baby shower? Um, you probably did the classic like show up for the last like you're half like, hour hey, I'm and here. schmooze and say hi Support to people. Is that a wedding shower though? The guy has to like sw- stop by at the end and be like, "Thank you all for coming," or is that the baby? Sh- That's a baby shower. It's been so long. I I I have done that. Yeah. Um, I didn't even have a wedding shower. Yeah, we didn't have any of that stuff. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna cancel baby shower. That that can be. I'm sure there are fun ones out there, but most of them, I don't want to. No one wants to sit and watch you open presents. I'm yeah. sorry. Or like, guess how many plies of toilet paper it takes to go around your pregnant belly. Oh, I didn't know that was a. That's game. like a game. Yeah. Um, a sip and see. Uh, Do you know what a sip and see is? Yeah, to see the new baby, right? Yeah. And and have a cocktail. A mimosa. Let's all let's all get drunk and handle my my newborn child. Yeah, let's pass this. <laughs> let's pass this I don't child even think our sipancy's happening in COVID. Like I don't know, but I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand a sipancy. You got to go see the baby at some point. Yeah, it's like something you have to do. If you if you're close enough to the person to be invited to a sipancy, it means you owe it to them to stop by the crib at some point and be like, I want to see the baby. Got to see mm-hmm. the baby. So sipancy, you could throw in friends and alcohol to the mix. Sure, let's knock it all out right there. Get it out of the way. I'm trying. I'm trying to have a. I'm and you're muting gender reveals. I'm trying to have a mosa and hold little, whatever you want to name it. Just any kid name. Any. <laughs> there are a lot of names to choose from here. Just Bryce. Uh, so then I guess I'm muting. Maybe Bryce. I'm muting Bryce. a gender reveal because they're they're pretty corny. I get it, but I bet you there's some fun ones. No. Okay, Sally. you tell me the guy who dunked through a basketball hoop and it. Shot out blue powder. You tell me that wasn't a, a dope gender reveal party? It's just so cheesy. It's no, it's like, tight. Come on. I I hate them. And I'm sorry if you've had one or you're going to have one. I just, like, the fail videos aren't even funny to me because I'm like, wow, you're so basic. You had to have a gender reveal. Like, I'm more embarrassed for the people than I am like, oh, okay. Like, the ball <laughs> hit you in the face. Like, I don't care. You deserved it. I've only been to one gender reveal, and I'm going to be honest, it was actually pretty fun. And I was with you. The one we went to was, like, not super cringy, though. Well, I, okay. The, Maybe I – did they I pop stand, a balloon? I don't I remember. I stand gender reveals. I am canceling uh, baby showers, and I'm muting sip and sees. But the reason I stand gender reveals is because, like, gender reveals, people are still having, like – fun and doing stuff no. and like it's still like a, reveals, a mingle cocktail party they get a bad rap because they've been so overdone yes. think about the first person to, to do a gender reveal party i bet it was freaking awesome and it was fun like oh we're gonna hit a golf ball that has it's like blue weird shit for the people who aren't part of the family though because then you're just like am i supposed to bring a gift or like are we guessing before like it just serves no purpose to me i don't i bet you they started kind of dope though until people just, oh, just like ran oh, okay the like let's make a you know, Dave, go hit a golf ball off the tee. See, hope it's a boy. Like I just, ugh. And it, it is always funny when the the dad he sees the pink and it's like, and he gets all disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, damn it. See, and that's awkward. Like if you're uh, yeah. disappointed in front of a whole party of people, like that's pretty unfortunate. Yeah. You know, be disappointed in private. Yeah. Don't tell the homie this, but I wanted a girl first. Really? Yeah. No. Why? Uh, the the father daughter connection is a, a pretty dope one. Want to be a girl dad. I wanted, I wanted to be a part. Too. No, don't get me wrong. Like I obviously I wouldn't change a damn thing about about the homie, including his gender. Um, I'm, I'm weird very. You just went out. Yeah. And and I, obviously, I, I'm I'm very happy with how it turned out. But yeah, initially that's what I wanted. Okay. What? I just think. I don't know. I. I've really been enjoying all my friends who are pregnant who, like, had COVID baby showers. We, like, drove by or, like, did a Zoom one because, truthfully, <laughs> baby showers are usually pretty painful to you attend. Just, you just, like, Frisbee gifts out the window of the car? Most of the ones that, like, I've seen or been to is, like, there's, like, a table and the mom is standing out there, usually with, like, a yeah. couple people that are hosts. And right. then 
people like come by and either get out and like say hi or I one of them that I know like was in the peak of COVID like when people were like too afraid to leave their house so people like literally drove by with signs and stuff and like handed gifts out um what a great way you don't have to like mingle with people because what happens to baby showers for girls is it's friends that are invited but like usually the mom to be invites people from all aspects of her life so like work friends you know college friends high school friends her mom's friends so you end up talking to like some randos that you really are not that close to versus like usually a wedding shower it's like you know the wedding party like you figure you know you get close to them but like I don't want to talk to your work friend about like whatever. Like I just I don't. I'm really grouchy today, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I but also shout out to literally all of your friends who are about to have kids right and now. And none of them had like none of them had high maintenance baby showers. None of them. Yeah, a baby shower is the lowest probability to, to turn up. I think. Yes, but you also I so I do agree. No one's getting like, turned. Oh my god, boy. I do agree with you that <laughs> it is so. So painfully uncomfortable to watch somebody open gifts, in my opinion. And, like, the baby shower slash anything having to do with the baby is way, way more about the family. Like, way more about the mom and the mother-in-law and the sisters who are about to become aunts. Like, they care the most. Like, you're invested enough. Like, you care about your friend's baby. But, like, that's why sip and sees are more fun because you, like, get to see the baby versus, like, having to play a game with you know about due dates or gender guessing or whatever i don't know i just think come on people it's covid we don't need to like invite 100 people to a baby shower you, you can probably wait for after covid yeah if you're gonna do do one. although that's what i'm saying that's why most of my friends who are pregnant haven't had big baby showers and if they have yeah. are they you know if they had one that was in person it was very small because they're worried about getting COVID. I'm so. taking Parks to a socially distanced uh, six-year-old birthday party on Saturday. How's that going to go? I don't know. I don't know. It's at it. Uh, I think it's in the front yard of their house. It's in my neighborhood. Yeah. And then we're just going to, it's costume party and we'll Like see. one of my nieces had her birthday in April at the peak of this and they did a drive-by birthday party. Best thing ever. Natalie was like, uh, this was great. People drove by. I handed them a cupcake. They handed me a present. We didn't have to interact with any of them. Yeah. We didn't have to clean up our Let's house. Go. Everyone was outside. It does sound nice. But then, like, since then, I think they've been to – and Elon's birthday was just a couple weeks ago. I think that they, like, invited a couple friends over, but nothing big. Yeah. It's hard to have parties in COVID. Yeah. I wonder how we're going to handle parks. Is It's in February. We'll see how things are then. But Socially distanced. Yeah. Let's do the next one. Sup, gang? Is dating an undergrad sus? I'm recently post-grad and live in a city with a few colleges. I went on a first date, and when I asked where she worked, discovered that she's still in college. I'm neither desperate or completely smitten, but she seems cool, and the date went well enough that I'd definitely be down for another if we were the same age. At the same time, though, the idea of getting invited to a sorority formula or anything like that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Could use your thoughts. Love the show. Keep doing y'all. P.S. Our age gap is only a year. P.P.S. I think I deserve recognition for not making a joke about Dylan and sorority girls in this question. You just did. Okay, well, well PPPS, you just mentioned me and, and sorority girls in the same sentence, so it kind of throws that out the window. Don't say PPPS. He did PS and a PPS. I added another P. I'm down with OPP. You're down with OPPS? Yeah. That's Because that was the joke that he – never mind. <sighs> anyway. Um, I think this is fine. If you were 27 and she was an undergrad, like, you can't go to a, a sorority – date function or whatever the hell they are um but if you're one year difference in age big big deal dude suck it up yeah it's not a big deal well and also it sounds like this girl's probably a senior so she's probably already like i feel like senior year of college you're like less into like the college parties and like more like going out on the town and stuff like that you know because oh, sure. you're 21 you're not having to like go to a fraternity late night yeah. or something i do agree with him that like maybe don't go to her sorority yeah phone. i would let go. her ask go. a friend you don't need to do that like, yeah, I would I would not go. That's awkward. But I think dating a girl who's a year younger than you, who's like in the same stage of life as you is fine. Yeah. Well, she's not in the same stage of life as him, though. Well, she's like, literally in college and he's a grad. Early 20s. Yeah. I, is it different 
this is it sounds like he lives in like a metropolitan city yeah of sorts which i think makes it much different than if it was a college town because a college town like you might find yourself getting like having to go to these parties where at if you're in like a metropolitan area you can still go to like bars and restaurants that right. aren't collegey or college centric yeah and so you can you can you can avoid and you can skirt all the shit that goes along with being in college and you can just try to act like she's not yeah, I would try to avoid any any college party in general, not just like the sorority functions. Right. But I, I just, I'm not trying to go to a frat party. I'm not trying to go to, you know, I might go to like your tail like your college tailgate or something. That's that's fine. But yeah, that's yeah. different. I'm not trying to. Yeah, because in when we were in Austin, like our senior year, we were not like staying on campus to party. We were going to like West Sixth and stuff. You know meeting older people not being like you're not so ingrained in the college right. life as you right. are like when you're a freshman and sophomore once you turn 21 in college like yeah you, you want to go like, out explore like the actual adult right. places and not just you know drink keg beer and drink punch that you don't know the ingredients of yeah you know what i'm saying also i thought about this when i read the question but like it's probably not super like in your face college right now She's probably like taking classes online and shit. Well, the, the, we know that the students at Miami are, are still out there mobbing. Dude, they're just mobbing there. They're straight mobbing. So, I'm just saying it's like probably not the <laughs> typical college experience right now. That's true. I didn't her. think about that. Like, she, yeah, she can. She's like almost just working remotely. Yeah. That wasn't a, that wasn't Miami, was it? It was somewhere in Delaware. That guy. Well, they yeah, but the kids at Miami were still mobbing. Oh yeah, the they were having the story frat party. Was in was it Miami, right? Yeah. Okay. They were having that that yeah. little party at their they house. They were mobbing. Where one of them had tested positive, like yeah, all of them before. tested positive. Yeah. Like oh yeah, we're all we've all tested positive, sir. Like oh, cool. We're all quarantining together. Please stay here. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, this is fine though. One year difference. It's not a big deal. Just stay away from the, you know, the college parties. Dude, if he was twenty five dating a twenty two year old, I wouldn't care. I like, I agree with you. Yeah, like uh, you're right in that those first few post grad years, like that's all the same age to me. Like twenty one yeah. to twenty five is like, yeah, that's fair. There's not a huge difference in maturity and stuff. Yeah, you know, his boys are like, dude, we, can we get like an invite to like, like party with her sorority or something, dude? Dude, take us to the dude, party. Like, dude, come on, like let, invite him to like a bar or something. Like let's just like, <laughs> let's just get hammered with these sorority chicks. Oh man, is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, like, come on, of course not. Will. I'm married. That's I'm probably happily married. Probably what you say to Dylan. No. Nah. Trying to go to sorority parties. Oh come on, Sally. Not from come you. Come on, you're Sal. Above, you're above that. What's wrong with you? That's not messed us. up. Sideways. That's messed up. Let's do the next one, Will. With a voicemail. Here we go. What's up, mail and crew? It's Trev Cat. I got a buddy of mine who's become a degenerate sports gambler. The other day, he said he couldn't afford a beer unless his parlay hit. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about him. Don't know how to help him. Let me know. Love the pod. That's lo- some depressing shit. I love the idea of him like post up at a bar, just like watching a game with like no drink in front of him. Just like, can I, can I get a drink? Oh, dude, please let <laughs> me get a beer. Four more points. Please. Four more points. That's so funny. This is rough. <laughs> let me just say, I am very, very thankful that you're not a big sports gambler person. Like, I feel like we have a bunch of friends who just like make casual bets. You know? Yeah. They like I don't realize until they're like, oh, I like. I put money on this. And you're like, what? Really? But I don't know that we know anybody who, like, might be degenerate. Oh, you might not. I don't. But, like, I 100% do. I know I know numerous people that I could, like, probably designate them with a gambling problem. Yeah, I mean. But are, to the point of, like, can't afford their life? I've known people. Yeah. That's I don't problem. think that they're at that point in their life now, but I've known people who in the past have been had had have definitely had more money tied up in a bet on a Saturday than they have money in their bank account. That's oh, that's scary. scary. I've talked a little bit about my uh, my online poker mm-hmm. problem that I had back when I was like twenty four, twenty five, something like maybe yeah, twenty four, twenty five. Um, I got to a point where I was like calculating, okay, if I deposit this much. Onto full tilt, which is a my side of choice. Um, how much can I deposit and still have enough to like pay my bills? Like it was that bad. Oh man, that's it, was, it was tough. It was a tough scene. Um, how, did you have how big were your swings? Like, did you have big swings that like affected your life greatly? Yeah, I mean, I would lose. Um, there there were nights where I would lose over a grand. Oh, but then I would win some, and then. But it, you were 
doing it just enough to actually pay your bills. You never like dipped in where you like weren't going to meet rent. Right. I would always cut it off hard right there. Right. But still, it's that's still very problematic. Well, that's problematic, yeah. but I'm I think that that keeps you from being degenerate. I oh, would I say. don't think so. I like I would I would get like the itch to play. Like I no, it was if an you're addiction. treading if you're towing that line as much as you are at that yeah. point, like if, if you have to get a calculator out to make sure you can get by, like that's an issue. Okay, can I ask a really stupid question? Mm-hmm. Um, do most of these people like have bookies because sports betting and stuff isn't like legal in Texas, right? Most of them have bookies, yeah. Because a lot of people have think. bookies. A lot of people you can like use online. Yeah, you sites can do that online will pay too. Pay you out like with an like a, a different way. It's not like they can right. just do a, a, a credit to your account, but it's not that hard. I mean, it's it's not like that. But like, to I'm get paid assuming out. online you've got to pay ahead. Yeah, like how, you, depo- you, you deposit, deposit money from, and then you from your bank account. It. Okay, so, but like you could get in the hole with like a bookie, probably. Oh yeah. Yes. Freaking knees. Big time. Okay. So, like, there are people that this exists yeah. for, obviously. Oh, yeah. Like, the movies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I just, I didn't know, like, obviously, I don't, I only sports bet when we're in Vegas. So. Yeah, I think a general rule to go by, if you are going to gamble, I know people are, it's fun, I get it. Um, only bet enough that's not going to really affect your, you know, financial well-being. Like, a swing yeah. of 300 bucks for a lot of people isn't going to, like, crush them. So, set a hard limit. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to put 300 bucks, and if I lose it, I'm out. Huh. Yeah, that, that's a smart way to but do that's it. But like that's the really tough. Addiction. Yeah, like, I get it. I get it. Human it. nature is it's a weird it's a weird thing, and it's really hard to know when to when to walk away. It's hard to know when to walk away when you're even up, right? Because you think like, oh, it was just making it's, five grand. This was easy. I can put I can press it. Yeah. And, and turn this into twenty, but it doesn't work that way. It's way harder to walk away when yeah. you're up for me yeah, at least. For like, sure. When I'm down, it's like fuck. I fuck this. I got. That's why. Look, that's why casinos make billions and billions of right. dollars. Yeah. Because people don't know when to fucking quit. So for this guy, I think, like, what got you out of it? Um, I just matured. And I, yeah. I stopped. I I didn't. It wasn't a thrill for me anymore. And I started, like, the more you win and lose, you start to realize that, like, this isn't going to turn out for me in the positive in the long right. run. There's no fucking way. I'm going right. to be like, yeah, I'm going to finish in the black in 20 years. So, like, what's the point? Is it just I for mean, the thrill of it? It's, I mean, it, but it, losing is like it, I'm it's sure for most people, it is like a maturity thing. You grow up and you're like, yeah. yeah, I gotta like pay my bills and shit, and be able to like afford beers. Yeah, but if this is like that big of an issue for this guy, you probably the friend needs to get like some other people involved that he's close with, like a yeah. girlfriend or a parent or somebody that's like, I mean, maybe he's his best friend an and he can like have an intervention with him. But sure. like, if it looks like it's going the way of like rounders and shit's going to get really yeah. bad. Like, yeah, I think you get involved. Yeah. It's, if it gets bad enough, you need to step in as a friend to be like, this has got to stop. It's not healthy for you. Right. Um, and, it, and even like maybe you have some, like some numbers ready, like some stats to be like, you know, this is why it's not going to work out for you in the long run. Like yeah. all this stuff. I mean, there, there are ways to get the point across that what you're doing is unhealthy for you Yeah. and all that stuff. It's it's da- look it's dangerous it it wrecks people, yeah it really does gambling is very it can be fun I understand, but it's dangerous yeah I'm not the type to say like I I a hundred percent think that gambling should be legal especially on sports like no questions asked I think it should be legal everywhere because if you can go to a casino and you can gamble there I don't understand why you wouldn't be able to gamble on sports or something like that, but if you you have to be able to weather the storm of gambling if you're going to get into it yeah. I don't sports bet anymore. I don't have anything against sports betting. I just didn't I didn't do well enough for me to want to keep going and I didn't do poorly enough to like really care about my losses that much, but I never wagered that much. The issue for me was like I just got really tired of watching games that I had no emotional investment in that I only had financial investment in. Yeah. It was like yeah. why am I watching this completely pointless Right game of this league that i've never even heard of just because i have five dollars on it like i mean that's how little i was betting at the time yeah like a 20 dollar bet for me was big but at the time like losing a 50 dollar bet at that time would have probably been pretty devastating for the rest of my week it's like fuck i guess i'm eating like just shit for lunch all week yeah but i just it for me i i I enjoy doing it sometimes there are times when i'm like man i kind of wish i had some money on this game or like oh this would be a fun game to bet yeah it makes otherwise uninteresting games interesting Mm -hmm. but not at the point like you said where you're having to watch like really obscure shit just to see what how it turns out exactly like for me it's like the kind of thing where it's like i don't want to get a bookie anymore i don't i don't want to do that 
I want to sign up for like, uh, like FanDuel and then play a game during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that like I have a financial investment in a game that I'm already watching. That's like, why betting at March Madness is exactly really like fun. that stuff's fun. But oh, I've yeah, started finding blast. myself streaming uh, like random <clears throat> soccer league games, like like games in Asia with players I've never heard of before. Yeah. And then I was like, well, like you're spending an hour and a half to win four dollars and seventy cents on your five dollar yeah. investment. Like you're a loser. You have to think of it as entertainment as fun yes yeah and not like a means to make money exactly because you're not going to make money exactly you have to be extremely almost like like super disciplined to and have like a formula if you're going to be like actually finish up mm-hmm. and i don't yeah. over the long haul and yeah no one no one does that no one's doing that no one's doing that no good question trev cat take care of your boy i hope you bought him a beer Hope you got him some sun. He needed too. that beer. He yeah. needed that parlay to hit, but he needed a beer. Yeah, anymore. if his parlay didn't hit, you got you got to give him a get him a, a hazy IPA. You know what does hit? Sun basket. Sunny B. Dude. It always hits. Sunny B hits different. If you're looking to reduce unnecessary trips out and trying to avoid sold out grocery stores, then go check out Sun Basket. It's a perfect and delicious solution for the times we're in. We've all gotten these things in the mail. We know what they're all about. We know how easy it is. We know how good that produce is. We know they can do organic, keto. Mediterranean? Imagine if you had just a Mediterranean diet and you're like, man, I wish there was a service I could just like, you know, handle this. Well, <laughs> got one for you. You know your boy loves Mediterranean food. Dude, you love Mediterranean food. Dude, I vacation on the Mediterranean too, so it's perfect. It works out for me. That's too. so true. I always forget about that. Yeah, dude. That's like pretty much the only place Dinlin vacations at this point. I Mediterranean. Know. Think about that. Sally, you've had some basket before. How easy and convenient is it? It's great. Yeah. Dave the told Kali us. mac and cheese. Just put it right in the. Dave told us the roughs are going in on sun baskets. Dude, the roughs are just going above and beyond the call of duty. Not only are they getting their free sun baskets, they're like ordering it on the fly. That's how you know it's good. Yes. And Dave, I will say this about Dave. Dave's a meat snob. <sighs> Boy, is he. And I mean that with, with all the respect in the world. Dave's a meat snob, so if he's eating stuff from sun basket, you know it's of the highest quality. They make it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a full dinner full of fresh, organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Each week, what they do is they offer a wide range of meals to choose from, so you can try mouth-watering dishes like hoisin steak strip, lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots, roasted salmon with miso-glazed eggplant, black bean tostadas diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. You can order any of these meals across their menu. You can even skip a week if you're out of town or something, or if you're maybe strapped for time that week, you can even double up on your favorites. It's simple and easy with no gotchas. Right now, SunBasket's offering $35 off your order. You can go right now to sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy at checkout for $35 off your order. sunbasket.com slash randy. Enter promo code randy. Big guys, time read right there. That's dude, a big boy read. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I kind of flexed on that one. Thank <laughs> you. Because you're hosting a podcast that I'm producing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want the next question? I feel like you're like Let's looking go. at me for like. That's a good answer, honestly. Mailing gang, happy spooky season. I wanted to ask you guys how you work to find your voice when creating content. I recently decided I wanted to start writing a newsletter coming from Micah. I thoroughly enjoy what I'm writing about, and I finally have the confidence to hit the publish button once I get everything in place to start sending it out. Despite all this, it feels like my writing just pulls from the very people I've always read. Even if it is unique, maybe or maybe not, it always feels like it's not mine. I'll sit back and listen. Thanks. Um, You shouldn't feel the way. I think a lot of people, and pretty much everyone, gets inspiration from from other places. Mm Mm-hmm. Writers, actors, musicians, like the dancers, it doesn't matter what, what you're making, what you're creating. You just get inspired by everyone around you that, that you like. Yeah. And you take bits and pieces of it and find a way to kind of make it your own. Um, I think the biggest part is just write, like find something that you are passionate about. Write about that. And yes. then your voice will just kind of come out naturally, I think. I agree. I think. Yes. You know what I mean? You've, well, you've written. When I, when I started stuff. writing. Like when I set, when I decided I wanted to start a website and write on it, I s- tried to limit what I read from my usual. Uh, what? How can I say this? Like you know how you just have your tabs, and it's like oh you go and check this website, this website, this website. I kind of stopped doing that because I didn't want to draw too much from people, and so I stopped doing that and I started reading headlines and tweets more, 
And that's I started spending more time doing that because I didn't want to draw too much from certain people. But I knew that I was. Like it's yeah. just it's natural to to hear something funny and repackage it in a way that like suits you. It's yeah. just kind of what happens. I recall writing back when in the Grand X days and I would be writing along and I'd I'd be like three or four hundred words in and I'd go back and read through like this sounds a lot like a barstool blog or something like I'm right it sounds too much like it's not mine I've been reading too much of their shit or whatever yeah so I'd go back and I would change some things but it's totally okay to get inspiration from other people mm-hmm. they do it yeah they got inspiration from other people it's just uh, it's all kind of works that way um but yeah the, and plus the more you the more you practice the more you write you'll just kind of just fall into your own little zone and and find your voice that way but yeah I think the key is to just don't write about like when I was, whenever in school I was forced to write about something, like a topic or whatever, I was never like, I never felt good about it. I was like, I don't, I don't care about this particular subject. But when I get to pick it, and I'm like, this is super freaking interesting, um, you can make it your own, and that's when my I do my best work. Also, writing like a stream of, like a what am I, what am I, stream of consciousness? consciousness? Yeah, stream of consciousness. Like I just like kind of just whatever pops in my head, I just put down on paper. That always works really well for like me. Like a too. diary. No. Like, do you have a diary? Never, I've never been a diary guy. I, I put but out like I put out journal vibes, but I, I've never had a journal. I think I, was, I think what I'm trying to say is the less I think, yeah, and more I just like this should be on paper, like just thoughts on the paper immediately. It works. It usually works well. Yeah, for, me. for all my uh, doctoral level research writing. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so miserable. No offense. No, it is miserable. But honestly, I was kind of the same way. I had to um, write everything by hand first because i would just start writing versus if i was sitting in front of the computer i don't know why it was like a mental block i could not just write a paper on the computer i always wrote it out by hand first because i would just start saying shit i think whatever is going to keep you like your thoughts flowing yeah you know yeah for sure it's also just very much a thing that you have to just get your reps in and keep doing yeah. it. Like without doing that, if I, if you told me to sit down right now and push a bunch of page views for a website like immediately, it would be a minute before I could get stuff back. Like I, the, tr- truth be told, a couple weeks ago we were talking about doing some writing stuff randomly, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna sit down to write something real quick. Yeah. And I got four paragraphs in, and while it wasn't, it definitely wasn't the worst thing I've ever written. Like I had definitely lost it a little bit and I was like, okay, I might need to start writing more and, and, and just like getting that skill back. Cause I just, I kind of miss doing that. It's been so long since I've written anything. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. And I don't even write, I don't even write out Sunday scaries anymore. I outline it instead. And it's, <clears throat> it's made a difference. I think it improves the podcast to have it bullet points and things like that. So yeah. I can kind of riff a little bit more. But I am losing that writing skill. It's just it's just much different to do that. Another little trick I used to do is if I was trying to write about a topic, I would be like, okay, if I was sitting down with my closest friends who I like bullshit with all the time and cut up and all that, how would I relay this information to them? Because mm-hmm. that's my like truest like personality coming out, I guess. Yeah. Like the people I'm most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. How would I tell the story to them? Because I would use, you know, stupid terminology on how I would have fun with it and it would just come out very naturally and then put that down on paper i mean this guy's in the right he's in the right spot if he's writing about something he likes about already because that's the biggest issue hey and good luck to you the beauty of writing for pgp was that pgp was such a like i don't want to say generic in a bad way but it was such a generic brand in the sense that we could pretty much write about anything we wanted because anything we wrote about as long as it like somewhat pertained to people in their 20s and early 30s it worked yeah. And I was always very happy to write on the PGP side of things and not like the TFM side of things because TFM couldn't write about anything they wanted. It was news stories like like you could probably write about anything you wanted in a way and make it work. But like I just felt like on PGP, I, I, there was nothing off limits. And so being able to write about whatever I wanted day in and day out, it got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm humming along. I can I can write about like any of these news stories and have fun with it. Yeah. And so. It just takes the reps and takes the repetition and, and just making sure you like it. That That's that. Good luck to you. Hope it goes well. Hope you enjoy it. Not this See next the next one. one. Yo, Dorn, what's up? It's Big Kyle in L.A. Quick question for you about dividing up the bill. And before you come at me for saying split evenly, uh, here's the situation. Basically, I was out with a bunch of friends uh, the other night over the weekend, and we had already been out, you know, like kind of a – other things like eating and drinking. So we ended up going out to this sports bar 
And, uh, you know, big group kind of thing. Basically just got, you know, a bunch of pitchers. Uh, and, you know, I, I basically just had a couple beers from the pitchers. I, I was already really, you know, wasted from being out uh, all day. But, you know, so what ended up happening is, like, a couple people got entrees and, uh, like, you know, cocktails and stuff. And I just had a couple beers from the pitcher. So, you know, and the night comes, and I just shot my friend, you know, my friend that picked up the whole tab was going to send out Venmos. I just shot him 20 bucks for a couple of beers and pitchers, uh, thinking I was straight. But then yesterday, he sends out a group text to everybody saying, like, hey, like, does anybody have a problem with just splitting it evenly? It's 50 bucks a person. Uh, so I sent him a side text saying, like, hey, man, um, you know, I, I already shot you a Venmo for 20 for a couple of beers. Like, let me know if you need more. Um, but I, I think that should cover it. But just, like, let me know what you think. And he basically responded and said, yeah, no, it's easier to split it all evenly. And he sent me a Venmo request for the other 30 bucks. Now, I paid it because I don't want to call it a problem, you know, and, I, you know, I figured it's not worth it to have an issue in the friendship. But, like, is it a trash move to, to do that? Like, knowing that I just had a couple beers and already paid, like, to ask for 50 bucks for a couple beers from pitchers? Um, I don't know. It, it sounded a little bit much to me. So I paid it. And then, uh, basically, you know, if it happens again, you know, maybe I can bring it up to him, but I don't know. Let me know what you think. If, uh, if I was trashed for thinking that was an issue or if he was trashed for doing that. Thanks. Okay. I think I've gone on record several times saying I'm a big proponent of just splitting a bill evenly across the board. But when there's an obvious discrepancy in what you ordered and what someone else ordered, it can get a little bit murky. So I get it. There's a gray area in there. I think the ideal outcome of this would have been if if you just got two beers and everyone else at the table got full meals plus drinks and all that, what they should have done is notice what was going on and absorbed the cost of your beers. Correct. Mm-hmm. They split everything evenly, and you're, you'll, you'll catch them down the line. That should have happened because if you spent – if you added $8 to that tab with a couple of beers, you know, it could have been up to like you know 15 I guess, depending on what you ordered and where you were – um, that's a drop in the bucket on a bill that's probably two to three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? They should have just been like, "No, nah, we'll get you, get you." It's just a couple of beers. Um, and I understand not wanting to pay fifty bucks for a couple of, like domestics. You know, it's just it that doesn't seem fair. So I don't really know what what do y'all think the best way to handle this is. So I agree with you. I think at a dinner, um, you're splitting. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you get. Doesn't matter if you're drinking or not. Sorry. Guess what? Yeah. You're going to a group dinner, and if everyone's like, "Oh, like you, you didn't drink, or you just came for a drink," that's great. But like, you know what you're walking into. This is a little different because it's like you're out. You go to a bar. Right. People are like, "You're right." If it's some... a planned dinner, then you need to show up ready to split the bill evenly. Correct. If you're going to get drinks and like, "Oh, I'm hungry," all suddenly let's get a, a triple right. dipper. It's different. So. Truthfully, the people who got entrees are kind of being shitty for not just recognizing, like, I'm clearly eating when other people aren't. Right. And being like, hey, I'll take the tab and then divvy out for drinks or whatever. Or asking the person to put it on a different check. I feel like maybe I tend to know who these friends are going to be, like, when I'm going to get into these situations because I just have been in them enough. So you avoid them? So... If that is the case, I, like, either go straight to the bar and order drinks from there and, like, I'll do my own tab. Because I, you just always have the friend who, like, throws down too much or, like, when people start, like, honestly, when the person started ordering entrees, they should have asked for a separate check. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's your friend's fault, like, for kind of not, like, at a... At a 15-person birthday dinner, like, I'm not keeping tabs on the fact that, like, Randy only had a, a cup of soup. Like, right. I don't give a shit. Sorry, Randy, you're paying. Why are you fucking eating that a was cup just, of soup, Randy? That was just... That's a birthday dinner. That's something Randy would up. do. No, Randy turned up at your birthday. It was fine. He did. He had, like, eight drinks. I saw it. And a T-bone and steak. And a T-bone. No, but, like, that that's a different situation versus you're at a bar with 10 people and you just showed up, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm hungry." And everyone else clearly just drinking. You ate. Yeah, you you can't stick them with the. You got to be like the adult. You can't make everyone pay for an eighth of your meal. Correct. Yeah. So, personally, when you get into those situations, I think the best thing is to either tell the waitress when she comes by and people start ordering entrees. You can just say, 
here's my card. You can put two pitchers on it and then yeah. close it out. Yeah, That's or fair. or if you have cash on you, if you have 20 bucks that you'd already be giving, like just throw it in the middle of the table and just tell the people like, hey, when the waitress comes, tell her to take the cash out first. That's for me, for my stuff. Yeah, and I think what happened is this guy um, – Dealing with your friend who already paid a bunch of money, who's going to be annoyed that they have to like text everyone again and be like, well, Ben only paid $20. He only drank beer. Just be upfront about it at the, if you notice it's going on, either stop drinking and go to the bar and have your own tab or ask the waitress for your own tab or exactly what Will said, throw in cash or send a Venmo and, and the view of everyone be like, Hey, just had a couple beers. I'm going to head out too drunk to eat so here's some money you, yeah you can't let this situation get to the point where venmo requests are getting sent out you have to confront it before you even leave the restaurant whether it's putting the 20 dollars in the the check and saying this is for me whether it's knowing who's going to pay for dinner klein always like puts it on his car because he likes the points like i might just be like hey dude klein i'm going to venmo you for the two drinks i had yeah please but don't include me to, in the thing for everything else to be fair he tried to do that by just like preemptively sending him 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But at the same time, it's like not, you know, then then what's his face has got to go explain to 10 people. No, but that's that's why it's shitty. Like if you've already Venmoed your buddy for the $20 that you owe for what you just did, he shouldn't be sending out the text to everybody being right. like, we cool splitting it? Like you got to settle that with each other first. Right. Especially if it's your boy and you know that you're like kind of screwing him over by making him pay 30 extra bucks. And this guy sounds like he's younger just based on the situation that they right. were in. The younger you are, the more acceptable it is to nickel and dime. I'm not going to act like I didn't nickel and dime at one point in my life. Oh, yeah. But we're at the age now where, like, all of us should pretty be like pretty much be okay being like, like I can right. absorb, totally like, your $10 more of a steak that I didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, at 31, I think I can do that. At 25, I was the same way. If I'm just drinking, I'm throwing some cash down and piecing out before they even try to, like. Yeah. This guy asked if if he if his move was trash move. No, you're no. You're, you're doing you you're going you're taking. But also like, if this is going to be an issue for you, like, it goes both ways. We all have the friend. We all know the person now that tries to nickel and dime. You don't want that person at dinner because you're like, I don't want to deal with that. Trying yeah. to split the check for like, literally looking and itemizing a check. I'm not dealing with that. But the, on the flip side. You also know the friend who's like ordering two hundred dollar bottles of wine. You're like, I'm not bringing that person to dinner. Yeah. So you like, I think you, you just start figuring yeah. out like, oh, we go out for beers and like he drinks twenty and I have two, and then he wants to split it. You yeah. just start, you start being preemptive with those people and either being like, hey, I'm gonna get my own tab. Everyone has to be a team player. Yeah, you can't you can't go above and beyond. You can't, don't hang you out with shitty wild. friends. And if this is a routine thing that happens like all the time with your friend group. Start just telling the waitress, like, hey, can I just start a side tab? Like, yeah. I, I'm going to order very little stuff. Like, do you mind? Or like Sally said, if you can go to the bar in COVID times, you can't really walk up yeah, to bars anymore. True. But like being able to just walk up to the bar and get a drink is much easier. I'm the type of person now that I get very stressed out if I'm in a situation like that where I see that there's no law and order to the tab situation. It makes me anxious if we're like, I'm just picturing us in like Harbor Springs with my well, friends. The it's issue, like, I don't know what to do. The issue is like day drinking situation. Sounds very similar to this. We're like, someone's been there all day since noon. They've had lunch and dinner at this point and 18 pitchers. Okay. Then, like, Dylan hops in at 6 p.m., he gets two beers, then he's supposed to split your whole day tab. Like, that's not acceptable. So, it's it's about like everyone just being not a shitty person. Yeah. And so, if you're walking in at the 6 p.m. person, you realize, like, I'm going to do my own thing because I'm not going to get involved in this. Be a team player, but also be aware of. Well, the, the, the table. Pitfuls. Read, read the, the pitfalls. read the table. Read the room, and and just if someone shouldn't owe what you owe, be responsible and like, look, no, you don't have to. You don't have to pitch in seventy five dollars for the the two drinks you got. Like, yeah. it's okay. You yeah. Know. Everyone, yeah. There's a difference part. between like splitting hairs over something stupid like four dollars versus like fifty a full on like someone had a meal and yeah. Seven oh, martinis like versus a like T-bone. a drink. If this, if I'm told that I owe more than what I already paid, I'm like, fuck off. Like, yeah. f- you figure it out. Denied. Dude. Like, I'm not doing that. Just because yeah. it's kind of laziness on the person that's sending out the Venmo request, and I feel bad shitting on them because they they covered it all in the first place. 
But you just can't do your friends like that sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. If you, thirty recouping thirty dollars from someone who already paid twenty, like you can't. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys want this last one? Last one. Hey, gang, what's the best way to handle my girlfriend's preference for an engagement ring style very unlike the one that my mom wants to hand down to me? My mom, with whom I'm very close, has already said that she wants to give me her engagement ring for any proposal. It's also been passed down from her mother and grandmother. My girlfriend is way too polite to say anything, but I get the feeling that she prefers a solid diamond instead. My mom's ring has a pretty big sapphire with two small diamonds on each side. I want to give my girlfriend her dream ring, but I also want my mom to be able to pass it down the way that her parents did. P.S. Saving a ton of money wouldn't be the worst thing either. What color is the sapphire? Blue. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm envisioning a very old-fashioned ring here. Yes, like like Titanic shit. Yeah. No, sapphire rings can be tight. Have you seen Princess Kate's? I'm not. I'm saying that I'm not saying they can't be tight. I'm sure they can be, but for some reason that what I have in my head. I mean, this has been passed down for several generations, right? So this could be very out of style. Um. I think ideally you can repurpose a ring, which I think is what you did, right? Will? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ideally, that's the answer. If you can, like, maybe it doesn't really fit what she wants. So you take the stones from the ring and recreate a new ring with it. Now, it completely changes the look of a ring. I get it, which is, it might not be ideal if it's a, a family heirloom that's been passed down. I don't know the, I don't know the best way to handle this. It's, uh, it's the sapphire part is throwing me for this a This is so easy. Uh, okay. You ask your girlfriend, and then you have a blunt conversation with your mother. Yeah. I, here's the deal. The sapphire thing, I think, is very um, person-specific. Like, I think they're cool. If, But I do think a lot of them, like, now you have to almost reset them to be modern, unless you're really into the antique look, which is fine. But you need to just... Ask your girlfriend straight up, like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to read your mind, and I don't want you to pick it out, but I want you to tell me, like, would you want a sapphire? Have an do honest conversation with your fiancé-to-be, and then a, probably a tough conversation with your mom. And then you tell your mom, like, she really doesn't want that. I really love your ring. You want to use it. Like, can I use the diamonds and then maybe put the sapphire on a different ring or, like, on a necklace so that we're still passing family heirlooms down? And if she has a problem with that, just be like, Okay, well, then I won't use it. Like, I just think you want to do something that is going to make both parties happy. Most of the time, their tastes are not going to match up completely. I think here the, you know, obviously your girlfriend, future wife takes precedence here because you need to make sure she's happy. But the only way you're going to know is if you ask her directly. And if she's, like, too afraid to tell you or something like that, then you need to have her friend or her sister ask her directly and then you need to go to your mom because you have to know one if she's into sapphires and then two like would she want it reset is that something your mom's even willing to do and if if your mom's not willing to budge then you just be like that's not really what she wants i love it but i don't like i'm trying to make her happy you know yeah i think that's the answer honesty is the best policy yeah i I agree because you what you don't want to happen is you pass it down and then she's like, uh, and she, no one that is like, has a heart is going to be like, I hate your mom's ring. No one's going to say that. I mean, maybe. Someone. No, people will definitely say that behind her back. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's not going to tell the mom that, but like I could easily see a girl being like, I hate this ring, especially if it's a sapphire versus like a, like a, I say normal diamond, but like. A more traditional right. Her friends will know immediately. She'll go to her friends. I can't. Yeah. Oh, this ring. I exactly. Can't. Like. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And you don't want her to hate the ring. You also, yeah, like the surprise of the engagement is not going to be ruined because you ask her about what the ring wants to. You want no. the ring to look like. I think most people have that conversation anyway. Yeah. Like what? Wait, what kind of ring would you want? I was I not the one? like let's go pick out a ring together type. But I, you knew what I wanted. I didn't know what you wanted, Sally. I didn't. Did he do a good job? Yes, but you know I liked round diamonds and gold. Yeah, but that, that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> We're guys. There's so, that, that is, so that, many different that's ways. Very to do basic something. information. You, uh, okay. I took. You knew I, to go to Emily, who yes, knew exactly I, what I, I wanted. I I went to Sally's sister, whose taste I enjoy and who I have a good relationship with, and I knew she wouldn't, you know, tell people early, which she did. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we got a ring made. So it, it helped to have a good jeweler and it helped to have her help. But 
without that, like, I don't know what you would have gotten because I literally like showed you so many pictures of rings of unrealistic diamonds that I could never afford. <laughs> I'm sorry that they were five carats. Yeah, like, Sheesh. yeah, you sending me stuff. In it, if anything, I think it <sighs> delayed the process of you getting proposed to <laughs> because I was just like, uh, well, I can't afford that, so I'm gonna have to keep. I wasn't working. okay. It wasn't like buy this exact thing. It was like make it look like this. You would just you wouldn't even send things with commentary. You would just send me Instagram, like instagrams from random diamond pages yeah like i like this and it was just like okay well yeah like i would like that too but like it's 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 gigantic they weren't all gigantic you're making me sound really shallow and that's rude apologize no let's do it dang dude you got tight rings though you don't even wear them yeah i don't wear them to the hospital to like get covid all in them i know do you wear them to record podcasts (laughs) to get content all in them (laughs) <laughs> I hate you. Hey, fun episode, guys. Okay. Good stuff. Um, remember, we have a hotline number. Call and uh, ask about anything. All topics are on the table, as I've said many times. 888-362-6245 or write in the link in the Twitter bio at Mail and Podcast. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>